Hello again, and welcome to Angie and Friends on a Podcast. I'm Angie. And I'm Nicole. And we have our coffee in hand. Do you? I do, but it's already half gone. Mm, mine too. But I'm, I mean, our friends that are listening, because it is Angie and Friends on a Podcast. You and I are having coffee together, but I want to invite the rest of them to have coffee with us. And if you, well, hot chocolate, tea, beverage of their choice, but where's my <laughs> coffee warmer? Remember you had a coffee oh. warmer? Oh. Did you not move it from the other station? No, I moved it. I'm trying to think of where it is. Well, because, you know, when I moved over to the new station, I didn't have a permanent office yet because I was I had the studio. I stayed in the studio, the, the temporary studio. Now that we have the permanent studio, I finally got my window and I finally got into my office and I haven't completely unpacked yet. <laughs> no, but it is a pretty office. All the purple that's in there. There's purple in there. Oh, my stars. In my office, there's no purple. What are you talking about? Anyway, where's my coffee warmer? <laughs> I'll find I'll find your, your coffee warmer. Thank you. Anyway, how was your uh, how was your last week since we chatted? Well, we chatted what, a couple weeks ago. It's been crazy, but I do have to tell you something based on when we talked. Okay. I got a text from a friend of mine that said, you really need a paper planner now. Like she was telling me I needed to go back to do the paper planner because technology, we can't depend on it. Okay. And guess what? You did. Sure. No, sure enough. It wasn't even a week later. I get a text. Are you coming? I'm like, what in the world's going on? I look at my calendar. Nothing's on there. Uh-oh. And I call her. She was like, um, we have a meeting. Everybody's here except for you and so-and-so. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Got dressed, ran up to town, did the meeting. Then I get a text Ooh. again. From somebody, are you available for the Zoom meeting? And I look at my calendar and I'm like, I don't see it on here. Oh, no. I missed two meetings. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's paper or electronic. We got to remember to write it down. I mean, so obviously you just didn't write it down. Or did you and it messed up? Which is it? Sure. We'll just say the latter. (laughs) I didn't. Technology screwed me over. Well, and then there was a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was a sale on stickers and I went and I went online and bought all kinds of stickers, faith-based ones and well, I told you I had and, a stash, so you need to come over and we'll just take a look ooh, at all of it. So I I have so many planners now and there I mean I have my big major planner that has everything in it, but I I took one of my other planners that I got on a discount just so I had to take pieces out of it to put in the other one and I have that at home now. Because my husband gets overwhelmed when I tell him we have all these things. He needs to see it. Right. So I lay out the whole week. Last last night, I laid out the whole week so he knew exactly what was coming up. And so that helps him to understand where we can fit things in if we need to. And I'm trying to not put anything else on the planner. But so I just put it on a calendar on the wall and it just wasn't enough for him. But what you have to do is put something on your planner to black I do to block it out yes yeah and I I actually have stickers that say no work <laughs> right no I love it so you asked what else had been going on since yeah. then kind of piggy backing is that how you say it piggyback I guess you can say whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> oh dear you just opened up a whole nother topic <laughs> no our church just came off a 40 day of prayer and fasting uh-huh. and it was seeking the Lord for things of the church, things for us as individuals, things for the community for 2023. Yeah. So thinking of planning and just trying to be intentional with, Lord, what is it that you want Yeah. from me? What is sure. it that you want for me? And just kind of doing it from a community standpoint. Okay. So uh, did you participate in it? I did. 
because I'm I am just now starting this weekend, just now doing a 40 day prayer thing with another group. Awesome. And I, I had signed up for it a while back and I didn't realize it was starting this weekend. But they say that when you do these 40 day prayer challenges, that the way you start and the way you finish are totally different. Did you see that? Did you happen to feel that yourself or was there major breakthroughs with your church because you guys did this? Or do you not know yet? I know there's a stirring. Mm. I know that God is up to something, not just within the church and within the leaders, but I'm individual conversations. I mean, look at us. I mean, you're talking about that you're doing this. So yeah. I, I believe it's not just church-wide. It's individual-wide. People are getting it stirred. Is, God, yes. Yes. And it's beautiful. Yeah, I agree with that. And the other thing that I so appreciated about our pastor was when people think of fasting, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't eat. Well, no, he said, you know, seek the Lord. What is it that God's calling you to do? Are you having a physical fast where it's just liquids? Is mm-hmm. it a Daniel fast? Right. Is right. it a, you know, fill in the blank. And then he talked about a soul fast, which I had never heard of it really? that way. What's and it that? was, well, it was just kind of like, are you fasting from the news? Social oh, media, yes. entertainment, sports. And he was like, oh, Lord, please not during Buckeye season, not sports for me. You know, it was a hoot. <laughs> but I mean, it really challenged people to kind of think through what that looked like. I love that. But he didn't say it needed to be everybody all 40 days, because I think that's where it becomes legalistic. It was, can you commit to one day, one thing, one day? And for those that did maybe a week or a weekend or the entire 40 days. Oh, oh, okay. So it wasn't a one size fits all. I I felt like it wasn't a religious legalistic. It was, this is what we're presenting. This is what we're asking. You seek the Lord. You find out what it is that he wants from you. So Brian and I each did things a little differently. And he went a different route based on what he felt Mm -hmm. like he needed to do. And mine was kind of hit and miss throughout the 40 days. So it was kind of cool. But God's still moving and still stirring. And do you know, we have been really challenged to do more fasting as well as a couple. And I can't remember what we were doing, but but Tom was like, oh, I know what it was. When we saw Todd White and we had lunch with Todd White, he didn't eat with us because he said, I fast. I'm fasting today. And he just, you know, made it. They didn't make a big deal out of it. Somebody offered him something. He goes, no, thanks. I'm fasting. But then later he talked about. The fact that he he fasts on a regular basis, Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. And he said, I do that because I'm not trying to be hyper religious, but I just I needed it to be the discipline in my life so I could connect with God. And he just really needed. You know, I'm reading this book and it's it's fantastic. It's it's like we get so busy, we forget God has a message for us right now. But we don't slow down right to listen. And when you fast and you're you're like more focused on him, it's like. Yeah, it just it like supersizes all of your prayer life. And so Tom got really challenged by that. And his this man can fast a whole day, 24 hours or more. He has no problem with that. I struggle with that. But I'm also on a strict health plan that I'm trying to stick to. And so how I do it is I combine it. I do all shakes and I do just the shakes and do a liquid fast all day long. And at six o'clock, I'll have just a salad and, you know what we call our leaning green. And so I work, I mean, it's, it doesn't matter what you come up with as a fast. What happens is 
this enemy will challenge you. Right. And so that doesn't really matter. But yeah, I think it's the, the old thing that everybody thinks that fasting is, is like this, you got to do, you know, 40 days with no food. Uh, no. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think God meets us where we are. Mm-hmm. But going back to the calendar, it's about being intentional. You have set aside time for yes. what appointment, this appointment, yes. this, that, and the other. But we get to fill in our time. And God's saying, hello, what about me? Where yeah. do I fit into your life? And it should be the other way around. I have gotten some really great revelation from doing, I've only, I'm only like three days into this. It's called Draw a Circle from Mark Batterson. And uh, it's it's amazing because he's like, God is going to give you the information, but you're not going to get the information unless you go to God right. and ask him. And right. you have to do that in your quiet time. And I think sometimes people miss the whole prayer thing. It was one of the discussions we had at the ladies retreat this last weekend is I'm really good at sit, taking time aside and sitting there and praying over things, but I don't sit and listen as much. Mm-hmm. And we do that. We give God our checklists. Here's the things I'm praying for. But then we forget to just sit in silence. It's almost like, you know, here we are having coffee. And if I'm talking the whole time, I'm not giving you an opportunity or vice versa. Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't want to sit here in silence with you. I, I don't think we could do it. I know. Judge personalities. It'd be just... awkward. And who'd want to listen to it anyway? <laughs> be like, hmm. That's much of a podcast. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my gosh. Anywho. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see what happens at the end of 40 days. And this should be a way of life. I think I'm learning that. It's not a just one and done. And I've done it throughout different stages of my life and big decisions for Brian and I in our Mm -hmm. marriage. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. But gosh, where we're in the Bible, not just where, but I know in the Bible it talked about that is just it's like breathing. That should just be a part of our and we forget that it is a powerful discipline. Yes. It's a powerful discipline. He don't like to be discipline. Oh, do uh, we have to go there? Well, because no, I'm that just was thinking a, about that. You know, uh, one of the things that I was teaching on at the ladies retreat was that we are strong enough and capable enough to make our decisions. We haven't made the decisions. So often we fall into victim. I can't do that. I don't have the willpower for that. I just can't seem to, you know, and it's like, you're strong enough and capable enough. Make the decision. And I, I really was challenged myself with that, that I can make the decision. You know, I, I know that I am strong enough to stick to a plan. I know I can do it because I've done it before. Right. So what's the difference? The difference is I go, eh, halfway through. No, no, it's a discipline. And I'm, you know, I have such major things that I want to accomplish in my life. And I just start losing sight of that. So this daily thing is making me go back to my prayer list and just really focus on on this prayer and spending time with God. I spend time with God all the time, but now I'm focused. And they say that if you want to accomplish something, you keep it in front of you, right. which is why we do goal boards, right? right? You keep it in front of you. And so I am trying to find ways to keep it in front of me. I'm doing that with my planners. It's in my planner. Right. This is what I'm doing. Oh, by the way, those stickers are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I bought... Oh my gosh. I love I love it when I come home and I have this big package waiting for me. It was like Christmas all over again. <laughs> so speaking of big packages that are coming to your home, why are you getting stuff shipped to you if you are in the process of moving? 
Because it's stickers. Come on. What is it about a sticker that makes the world go around? <laughs> what? I Come on. I even brought, I, I was going to bring out stickers for the ladies retreat just so in their notebooks they could throw some stickers in. And then I realized I sent them home with Tom. <laughs> so, the stickers? The stickers. So I didn't have them. But, you know, it's, I don't know if it's, it, maybe you do like this or not. Some people love sticky notes. I have a friend who her paper planner is just little sticky flags. And that way she can move her clients around as she needs to. She doesn't want to have to change the writing. Well, that's why I have erasable pens, frankly, so well, that, that I can change it. that would make sense. That I could get on board with. Other than that, sticky notes I don't like. I, I don't, there's just, it's so let cumbersome. Me, let me just segue to oh. the pen thing. Oh. Because you know my best friend is really knowledgeable about pens, and she turned me on to a new pen. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so we went shopping. Okay. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, we went shopping, and we were looking at those erasable pens. Remember in the last last year on the podcast, we were talking about these erasable pens? A couple pens, years ago, but yes. And people were buying them because we were talking about them. Not that, you know, it's too bad we don't get a kickback from that. <laughs> so I bought these friction erasable pens right well turns out there's this other one and it's called synergy and it's 0.5 and it's so good i i I, and now i have a new love for pens so i have the regular ones that are 0.7 and now these are 0.5 something i'm not addicted i can stop anytime (laughs) doesn't that sound like an addict (laughs) can i can i try it later yeah yeah you can try it the 0.5 is really nice no i love the 0.5 you can, I can write small. I just so, handed it to her. Full, full <laughs> transparency. Every time I go to sign something at a place of business and all this, I look at the pen. I'm like, oh, okay. I like that one. I do. It's weird yeah. when I'm writing and signing. But I have a whole cup here of colors, as you can see, that in how the do you studio, it? you, it's the same oh, way. Click. Okay, yeah. sorry. And so I have all these colors. You see how beautiful these colors are? Oh, wow. Okay, because when I do my planning for Ooh. my radio show, I like to put things ah. in colors. Yeah, but these aren't erasable. Sorry. Sound effects. But these have really, these are really great writers. They're just not erasable. So I, I have a combination. I, I can quit any time, Nicole, I promise you. <laughs> Okay. I don't even know what to say. I really don't. Okay, so let's talk about something else. This weekend, I went to Amish country. Oh. And the leaves turning. Oh. Gorgeous. As a matter of fact, I saw one tree that was so brilliant red that I almost stopped the car to take a picture of it. I was like, wow, the whole tree was this beautiful red. Is it me? Probably. Probably. Or <laughs> is this fall seeming to be a little more brilliant in color than it has been in the last few years? It, I think because it changed so quickly. I mean, do you remember the first day of fall? It was like, boom, cold weather. And then it was like within a week, we had all the colors changed. I, for some reason, I just feel like it's a little more brilliant. And this goes back to, I don't know if it's that God's revealing it to me. You're appreciating it more? Yes. Something. There's something about this fall. This is the first fall that I've actually really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I normally don't love fall because I'm like, oh, that means winter's coming. But I'm looking around going, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying the trees. I'm enjoying the pumpkins. I'm enjoying fall. And this is the first fall I did not decorate at my house, which was very hard for me not to do. Why didn't you? Don't you have Christmas trees that have like 
fall stuff on them? I do. It's a segue to decorating for Christmas. Go ahead and get it out. But <laughs> part of the reason I didn't decorate is because of this. This is pictures of, oh, so you have a puppy mm-hmm. and he's destroying things. Or yes. she. Is it she. he? It's a she? She and is She is destroying alive. Why is this how a dog not in a kennel? <laughs> so, yeah. So the dog is chewing up couches, chairs, pillows, oh, um, our no. carpet. So, yeah. So <gasps> I decided. Even getting in the cupboards and getting into the trash can? I have five children, Angie, and I have never had a lock on any of my cupboards in any of raising of my children until I had this dog. <laughs> there was a word I wanted to put in front of that dog, and I didn't. So, so what's the issue? Is she gotten anxieties or what? Well, we kennel her at night. She kennels well. Good. Which is nice. I have her in obedience training classes, school now. Okay. Because it goes back to the word of discipline. And what was told to me was that this is a working dog and she's bored. Mm. She has no purpose. Well, oh, I could totally right now, like there's things going through my head about the Lord and us finding oh, a purpose. And is all that a, is that like a sermon ready to something <laughs> explode? There's, no, but seriously, this dog is like off the hook hmm. and she needs to be disciplined. What about some of those Kong toys where you can put the peanut oh, butter she inside? Ha- she has, them. she has all of it. Oh, cheese whiz. You name it. She's had it. And she still gets bored. Mm-hmm. But is it go, it's going on when you're not home. Uh, so the carpet was when we were home, we were just upstairs. Oh, so it wasn't a an anxiety thing. no, I think Hmm. you need to go to a doggy psychologist. In high school, we had a dog by the name of Andy Rooney Looney Tooney. (laughs) And that dog went to a dog psychiatrist, psychologist or whatever. And, you know, figure why. Look at the name. But yes, it's a thing. It is. But there's usually a reason they act that way. And if it's not just boredom, it could be anxiety. If you're not in the room, it could be anxiety. I'm not going to keep myself in the room with that dog it'll kill me no you keep the dog with you no anyway that that's (laughs) we had a dog once that used to pee and just randomly and it was because she was feeling anxiety if we weren't in the room so the lady who i worked with she said tie her up to your put the put the leash on your on your belt look and take her everywhere with you and wouldn't you know she stopped peeing everywhere she started feeling like part of the pack that's amazing, but I'm not doing that. How old is your puppy? Nine months. And all the puppy trainers are going to be calling, writing in. Hey, we've got, <laughs> we've got Christmas coming up, white elephant gifts, whatever. You know, we may get a little dog mixed in there at one of our parties. <laughs> You're going to take the dog. Give, dog, give the dog away. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, starting so are to you get... keeping the dog? If anyone listening would like a dog. <laughs> no. But, and it's yes. a Burmese mountain dog. Yes. So she's beautiful. She is beautiful. She is beautiful. And do you still have your lab? No, we put Bosco down. Oh, you did? When did that happen? A couple months ago. Oh, he was a really good trainer for the other two. Yeah, I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want to talk about it. But yes. Oh, he needed it, though. He was really hurting, wasn't he? He couldn't get up and down the stairs Mm. from going outside. He wouldn't come up to the kitchen to eat because there's a step. So we brought all the food to him. But he was the alpha dog. Yes. And put the puppy... In her place. And then we have Daisy, who's three or four years old. She's not a good mom. (laughs) Well, she's the aunt to this puppy. But she's not a good trainer. Like Bosco really trained Daisy, I think. Yes. But now the puppy, Rory, 
is so dominant. It's not even funny. Really? Oh, big time. Over Daisy. Oh, big time. She's like twice her size. She's like, Bosco's dead. I am in charge. I mean, it's kind of that, <laughs> that wicked witch from the West. Yes. Really? Yes. And Daisy it's doesn't have awful. the stand up. No. Nope. No. Oh, that's not a good idea. I know. Wow. Well, fun. Fun. So are you keeping the dog? <laughs> it depends on the day. I thought this was your daughter's dog. It is, but what the trainer said is that I'm the one that needs to be trained. The dog's not trained. I'm the one that needs to be trained to oversee the dog, et cetera, et cetera. But it's best that I do it because when Isabel goes off to college, I'm going to be the one home with the dog, not Isabel. So mm. I need to be the alpha. Yes, you do need to be the alpha. Look, I raised five kids. I do not want to raise a dog. <laughs> Seriously, this is yeah. this is not fun for me and I'm struggling. I had a Great Dane that I had to pull Alpha on. And with a Great Dane, that meant I had to grab him by the scruff and I had to push him down to the ground and say no over the top of him, like to show that I was the Alpha. It didn't hurt him at all. But I had to push him down and show that I was going to hold him in place. Like like what another dog would do. They would grab him by the scruff and hold him down. What's the scruff? The back of their... You don't know what a scruff of a dog is? It's the back of their neck. All that oh. skin that's on the back of their neck. I didn't go to... No. Do, you didn't go to dog language school. No, I so, did not. Um, so the dogs... Yeah, you see them... The mom will pick them up by the scruff of the neck. Okay. and Because it's loose skin. Right. Anyway, but another dog, when they attack another dog, they'll grab them around the throat or around the scruff. And try to control him. So anyway, that was the dog trainer told me to do that. And I did. And then he realized I was alpha. So should I do that? I I am not a dog trainer. Do not listen to me. I'm just saying what I had done with my Great Dane because the Great Dane was pretty big, you know, and needed to be trained. And we had adopted him. And so anyway, he turned out to be a great dog. Oh, my gosh. Do you and Tom? Want a new puppy for a housewarming gift? You know, that would be really great, but we don't have the fencing. Sorry. We're not even buy you the fencing. (laughs) Hey, if you want to spend four thousand dollars and give us a Burmese, you go for it. But Mm -hmm. that's no, you know what? We're we our new house is in the country and we do not want a fence. We just talked about that yesterday. That's why we're not getting a dog. Because we don't want a fence. You're out and about a lot. You guys live your life yeah. to the fullest. And he, he was talking about how much he misses his dog because he had the dog when he was in his own house. Right. And he's talking about it. But he's like, man, we're just our goal is to travel more. Right. And we don't want to have to worry about the dog. And that's just not fair to the dog. Right. But, you know, it is kind of fun. So we have grand dogs. So we'll have grand dogs over and we can play with them. I have two little grand dogs that are, hmm, what are those? They're mini something or others. Mini, like little Australian shepherds, like little mini ones, like five pounds or whatever. Adorable. Great. They're really wonderfully trained. They've done a really great job at training these dogs. Are you bragging? I am. I have great, <laughs> I have beautiful grand dogs. And then my son has a dog named Gunner because... Um, I love it. Gunner is a nickname that comes out of the Marine Corps. It's a, right. for a, a person who serves as a gunnery sergeant. They call him Gunner. Right. Well, this dog had been in a family... And the husband was a Marine, but he came down with cancer and they had young children. And so the mom was just like, I can't do all of it right now. So my son's family knew this family. So they took Gunner and brought him into the house to to try it out. And he he's a great dog. He's a Labradoodle. Oh, yeah. And he is a great dog. We just love him. But he is 
dying for attention. Yeah. So when you go over there, yeah, I have to give Gunner attention. But he is a really good dog. It's like that commercial, biggin, 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 biggin. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we have grand dogs. If we if we desire to have a grand dog over, we can. We're definitely dog sitting, but we're not going to have a dog. Right. Not no. It would have to be a super perfect situation, which is not. <laughs> so, and it's a busy road. Wouldn't want a, a dog to get hurt on our busy road. Right. I know. So moving it really stinks. Do you know, you know who your friends are when it comes to moving. So we've decided not to kill friendships and try to offer, try to get a moving company. But around here, there's not that many moving companies. Have you ever tried that? Have you ever tried to, or did you have the military move you? Oh, sweetie. Yes. You just got kids. <laughs> we moved from California to here and they had, like, they did it. Yeah, I've had the military move me before. Of yes. course, they stole a bunch of stuff from me too. But anyway, uh, yeah, because they hire a company. But that happened to us with our last move. One shipment went to Italy before it went to Hawaii. Oh, wow. And then all Ian's birthday presents when he turned one, we boxed him up from California. They were to go to Hawaii. Somebody stole that. Oh, no. And then from the move from this last move from California here to Ohio, someone stole a bunch of Brian's childhood memorabilia. Really? They were baseball cards. Oh, wow. And um, our last name being Schmidt, we had a bunch of Schmidt beer Mm, memorabilia. Yeah. Yeah. Steins or mugs and stuff that I had found in the antique stores. Someone stole all that. And then when he was enlisted in the Navy... He had done research and found something for these lighters, Zippo lighters mm-hmm. that were D-Day. They marked D-Day memorabilia or something. It's military memorabilia. Yeah. And he got them. Anyway, someone stole all that. And that was worth a lot of money. So these were closed boxes. Yeah. Were they labeled on the outside? They labeled them. And I, anyway, I don't know. Oh, even talk they about labeled it. them. It, it, it broke. I know. It feels like you've just been violated yes. in a major way. Yeah. I had stuff from Peru. I had like gold rings and stuff yes. that they took all that stuff that I could never replace. And it's, it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad that that happens. And it's just stuff. And I have to keep, re- you know, right. if, I, if I go there and I think about it, then I get sad. And if Brian, if you're listening to this, don't get angry or don't get mad. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it is, it does make you feel like I wouldn't do that to somebody else. Why yes. would they do that to me? Yes. So the moral of the story is I got to make sure that my boxes are labeled to say it's coming out of this room and it's going into that room, but not with what's inside. But are you packing it yourself? Yes. Because with us, the military comes in that's and they exact, pack it. That's exactly what happened with me. And that's why we get things stolen, because they can see what's going in the boxes. Yes. And that's how I got my stuff stolen, because that's what they told us. Oh, no, they'll come in and pack you. Well, right. that's not a good idea. So mine are going to be boxed and sealed, and it says exactly what room they go in. And then, you know, anyway, it's going to be fun. No. But this is our last move. I mean, we've moved one. This will be our second move as a couple. And I'm just like, Ugh, I'm over it. Second move as a couple, and you've only been married a year and a half. Yeah, but this is our permanent home. We were waiting to buy a home, and we bought a home. So, right. so now this will be the one we stay in. Oh, I hope for a while. Right. <laughs> I really no, hope for I'm a while. I'm excited for you guys. I am too, and we we just can't wait to be in our own place where we can. If we don't like the wallpaper, we can go. Yeah, we're changing that or right. the color of the room, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited for the grandchildren's room. And you know. Me too. I know. <laughs> because the grandchildren's room, I don't know if we've talked about this, is a Seuss room. I mean, literally Seuss. Everything. She painted 
You Actual have to characters. say doctor in front of it. Otherwise, people are like, what's a Seuss? I would be like, oh, what's a Seuss? Oh, okay. It's Dr. all Dr. Seuss. Seuss. So yes. there's a cat in a hat. There's Horton. There's um, the thing one and thing two. There's all these Dr. Seuss references. Are the police going to come after you? Because isn't Dr. Seuss banned now? <gasps> oh, I don't pay attention to all that stuff. Well, that was, you this, know. This person who was a couple of owners ago did this room in such a way. I mean, I could not possibly paint over that, especially now that I have grandkids. If it was a different situation, sure. But my grandkids are going to love it. Oh, I, I mean, think it's awesome. And we're putting a chair in there so we can read them stories. And it's just, yeah, it's just really wonderfully. Anyway, I'm looking forward to moving. <laughs> if anybody wants to come and move. <laughs> you're Yay. looking forward maybe not to moving, but you're looking forward to being in and settled in. Yes. That kind of thing. Yes. And then and then we get to start working on our house because we want to finish the basement. We want to yeah. put in a music room so he can bring his drums home. And, you know, we want to do all that stuff. Yeah, make it your own. And so I'm looking forward to that. It's a, a fresh beginning for us. Anyway, there you it. go. So if you're free. <laughs> well, keep, you've changed it now three times. I mean, literally, I've put it on my calendar. It's not my I fault. Changed it th- it's not my fault. My it's coffee's not, cold. I got to go. It's not It's not that I changed it. It's just the way that things are working out with the previous owners. Yeah, so. it's all good. It's all good. We're learning patience. And and God's perfect timing, because I am convinced his timing is better than mine. Yes. And so I'm just going to let it ride. And I know that he's got it all under control. I get it. So anyway, there's, there's a whole lot of nothing that we talked about. Hope it was fun for y'all. Did I tell you that my other friend said that she was... We had dinner. We had dinner with Tracy, okay? And my cousin Chad last week. And she was like, oh my gosh, I was listening to the podcast. And guess what? It bam, switched over to yours. I'm so glad you're back. So hello, Tracy. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) it was so fun. It was. It was. My husband even listened to it. (laughs) Yeah. It, It boils down to the concept of, it cracks me up how many people listen because... It's just it's like nothing. Seinfeld. It's just a bunch of nothing. I know. Which is fun. But we invite you into our nothing and I hope it, you can escape for just a little bit. Right. <laughs> so until next time, Nicole, bye. Bye. The Rise of Hemp Podcast Network.